Hey, welcome to episode 9 of ThriftyCast. This is Eric. And this is Kathleen. And this is all about Pyrex, which is long overdue. Yes. Um, but before we talk about that, let's talk about Facebook. Okay. Um, we built a ThriftyCast Facebook page. You know what I realized about it? What? I'm a moderator on there. You're a moderator. Mm-hmm. And because I built the page, like, I, you know, you indicate who's a moderator. Whenever I'm on that page, it posts it as ThriftyCast. And it does the same when you do it. So I think we're going to have to, like, on the site, like, if you write something on the wall, in quotes, mm-hmm. um, we're going to have to specify, like, oh, this is Eric. Or this oh, is okay, Stephanie. I can do that. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, Facebook is so confusing. It really is. It. It's great. I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm way more of a fan than I ever thought I would be. But yeah, I feel like they mm-hmm. could do a much better job of making it user friendly mm-hmm. and somehow explaining to you how the heck it works. Like this whole wall mm-hmm. thing. And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. no there's no like tutorial no. at the beginning. Uh, you know, when I first got on Facebook, the best find I uh, got on there was Al Hoff. Um I sought her out. We try to mention her once a show. <laughs> <laughs> Love her. She's um, she wrote a zine called Thrift Score, and then later came out with a book. And we've talked about the book before. And um, I was delighted to find her. And I was like, Oh, did you? Are you the the same Al Hoff who wrote the book? And um, she's the one who actually turned me on to Thrift List on mm-hmm. Yahoo Groups. And she's every bit as cool as you would think. Aww. She just talks about doing all these like really interesting things and was talking about how her bicentennial television, when they switched to digital, how she couldn't get a signal on it, which is kind of tragic. <laughs> yeah. It is. But yeah. So, um, it's not like you can hook that baby up to a DVD player or anything, right. I'm assuming. Right. Yeah. I, can't. I don't think there are jacks for it. Yeah, those yeah. like multicolored plugs. They didn't know about those in 76. Right. Right. But yeah, we are on Facebook, so you can look up ThriftyCast. Yep. And you can uh, become our friend, right? You right. You become our friend. Yeah. And or actually, it might be a fan. Oh, okay. Or something. Friend, fan, whatever. We think of you uh-huh. as a friend. <laughs> and um, you can post things. I know Eric has put out a couple questions. Yeah. Um, those did come from Eric, not me. I haven't really done much with it yet. <laughs> but I did take some pictures uh-huh. of a few things. And I'm going to take a picture of find of the week once we talk about it and we'll start putting those up we'd really encourage you if you become a friend or a fan describe some great stuff you found or good places you like or take a picture of something and post photos because you can yeah Yeah. please um we'd like to make it a place where people can kind of share cool stuff they found and make us all envious and yeah give us good ideas of stuff we can look for right on thanks Uh, find of the week find of the week i'm going first yeah Okay, so my find of the week, I I haven't done a ton of thrifting, Mm -hmm. actually. Um, It was kind of a weird week. So my find of the week, I just got it. And it is this little dog. It's a little ceramic dog. It looks kind of like a... Boxer. Boxer, French terrier. I don't know. It was just really cute. Um, It's brown. It's ceramic. I'll take a picture of it. It's charming. Um, I didn't really buy much else. When do you think it's from? I'm not sure. The color to me says 50s? early early fifties, maybe. Yeah. Just the the way the paint is on it. Yeah, the... I'm, I'm not. It didn't. Ha- I don't think it had any markings. Maybe it had just a Japan marking on the bottom, hmm. but I'm not sure. But it was cute. It's intact. It's not missing a leg or a tail or anything. 
And um, that's kind of my find of the week. Mm. Just because it was sort of slim pickings because I didn't go out much. Yeah. What about you? Uh, it was uh, Pyrex Yellow Bowl. And, mm. and I see these a lot. But because our topic's Pyrex, we'll talk about this more. A lot of those uh, mixing bowls that you find are in pretty bad shape. Like they're scratched or faded, really badly faded. And I found out how that happens, which, again, we'll talk about in a few minutes. But it was in really good shape. And even though I have a set of those Pyrex primary mixing bowls, I think I'm going to put together a second set because I love them so much. And I keep running into these random pieces. And it's one of those things that's really challenging and... I mean, especially with being unemployed, oh, this is so gross, but they sell really well on eBay. Well, and I mean, even if they don't sell, bowls are really useful and practical. A ceramic dog, not so much, but it's really cute. It's so anyway, cute. Anyway, so cute. Uh, Pyrex. I actually did research for this. That is so cool. And Pyrex is something that you really love. I love. I, I like it. I When I find it, it's mm-hmm. usually for Eric <laughs> or before it was for the booth, but... Um, but yeah, so what did you research? Okay, well, I went to the Pyrex official website. Uh, the Corning Company makes Pyrex, and they have uh, on pyrexware.com, I think it's called. They have a history section, and they had the cutest story about where Pyrex comes from. And you've kind of been dying to tell this. I've been dying to tell this, and I was like, <laughs> I'm saving it for the podcast. I know, it was such a tease. He, came, he brought it up like three times, and I was I like, know. oh, but I have to save it. So, Well, it, it's... a Okay, flashback. Bust it out. Come on. Um, flashback to the year 1915. Okay. Alexander's ragtime band was climbing the charts. And uh, you had the Corning Company that specialized in making this new kind of glass. Apparently they used, up to then, they used some kind of flint glass. And, you know, I don't know the chemistry behind yeah. it, whatever. But they had railroad lanterns that had a flame inside. And what would happen is that if it got really cold outside or it was raining or windy... The glass would break. Oh. So the Corning Company, with their scientists, decided that they were going to make uh, a new kind of glass globe for the railroad lanterns. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem was they came up with this, this new process for putting the glass in, but it was so durable and worked so well that they didn't sell many. Oh. Yeah, they were kind of putting themselves <laughs> oh out of business. Oh, my God, they were too good. Yes. <laughs> So meanwhile, in 1915, one of the scientists, his wife, it's, it's her idea, basically. She's like, what about cookware? Mm. And finally, she bought, some, I think it was you know the glass that was around at the time, or maybe some kind of crockery or something, but she was making a pound cake or something like that. And after two uses, the pan she was using got a crack in it. And so she's like, come on, you got to do something. So her husband, the Corning scientist, the Pyrex scientist, goes in, takes a railroad globe that's flat on the bottom, uh-huh. just cuts it. So you end up with kind of a dish oh. and takes it home. Okay, when she bakes in it, um, her cake rose higher, cooked faster using less fuel, and was more evenly brown all over. So she got a better product. And so he goes back, talks to the other scientists, and just the way the heat's distributed in the glass, it bakes better. And his wife pointed out, she's like, you know, it's glass. I can see how brown it is Mm. just by looking at it. Mm. Um, And so, you know, got a much better product. And um, that's kind of how it started, Pyrex's cookware. I love that story. It's a great story. Yeah, it's so cute. 
Plus pound cake, delicious. I know, yum. Especially when it's lightly browned. Oh my god, no, I want pound cake. I know, little ice Ooh. cream. I'm like totally easily distracted <laughs> to, today. Mm, cake. Mm. Uh, so, uh, and, and you found that in the website. Yes, so if people Pyrex. are curious about the history, they can go to that website. Yeah. And there's always the chance between the time I'm sitting down now and about a week ago when I read this <laughs> that uh, like I've, I've got it wrong. But I think I got most of the points right on. Um, so Pyrex is, it's, you know, this glass bakeware. And they've introduced, you know, early in the, the you know, 30s, 40s, they introduced the more milk glass you know, white, opaque, um, with different patterns on the outside. The, um, the bowl that I was talking about earlier, those primary color mixing bowls, early on Pyrex um, came out with these refrigerator sets, these little rectangular loaf pans, and um, just ways to save things uh, with really bright and interesting colors on the outside. With lids. Yes. If you've, if you've never seen them, they are really charming. Yeah. <laughs> they, um, there's, what, three sizes? There's uh, the big sort of flat, and then there's the small. Right. There's, like, the... Yeah, I want to say it's, like, not, not 9 by 13. Um, no, it's much smaller, smaller than that. But uh, but that's the, the big one, basically. And these, you know, refrigerator sets have these glass lids, so, you know, you could easily see what was inside. Mm-hmm. Can I just say too that sometimes you will find those without the lids. Mm-hmm. Um, Thrift them anyway. Exactly, exactly. Buy them and keep an eye out for the lids. The lids are really. I mean, there's three sizes. There's three sizes of glass lids. Uh-huh. It's not that hard to find them. We've put sets together. Yeah. They also work well for just sort of random storage, even if you don't have the lids. Mm-hmm. I have a couple that I'm just using. I have one in my medicine cabinet. I keep like stray little like packs of aspirin and stuff right. in it. I have one in my craft room that I mm-hmm. use for stuff. Um, they're really durable. and Yeah, even if you take them out of the kitchen, completely exactly. useful. And yeah. with the glass lids, if you've got one with a glass mm-hmm. lid, you always can see what's inside, you mm-hmm. know, what, what you put in there. It's fantastic. Yeah. But um, don't pass them up. <laughs> right. Never. Um, they're, unless, you know, you should yeah. price-wise, like, I think uh, at this point, Oh, people, are, their heads are going to explode. I think six bucks is reasonable for the biggest size. Yeah, and they, they used to be oh, cheaper. They, well, oh. everything used to be cheaper. I sound like my grandma. Um, <laughs> yeah. The other the other thing, really, when you should pass them up is if they've been damaged badly mm-hmm. on the outside. Major the, chips. Yeah, the paint's really been... Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk more about right. Kind of the well, with the that, with the early stuff, the reason why you find the early stuff with the primary colors or really bright, vivid colors, why you find them faded so much, is that uh, it's a horrible idea to put them through the dishwasher. And I'm so guilty of that. It's just. The but di- have you had any problems with yours when you've dishwashed? Did? No, 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 it's it's fair. not like you pull it out of the dishwasher once. I think it's like the cumulative. If you, yeah, if you keep doing it and you have these for years, and you do because they're so sturdy mm-hmm. and great, um, you know, and the the colors really fade, and it just it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't look as good. However, I should point out, perfectly usable. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. It's it's just an aesthetic, right? If there's no structural damage or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't mean to take you away from the bowls. Uh, I was the... loving the bowls. Uh, the bowls in the, <laughs> the, set the of bowls. right. The bowls in the refrigerator sets. Um, you got to keep them out of the dishwasher. Another thing to look out for with any Pyrex that you've got, regardless of, of when it's from, 
um, there's something that can happen, and it has a name that I can't remember, but you'll find it at pyrexlove.com, which is another great Pyrex site to look at all the different patterns and all the different colors that are out there from over the decades. But if you take cold Pyrex, no, I'm sorry, you take hot Pyrex and then you add a cold element. For example, if you've got a, a Pyrex pan that you took out of the oven and you run ice cold water in it, mm -hmm. it can crack, explode, supposedly, all those things. So, so you want to make sure that if you're um, doing any temperature change, really in either direction, if you're taking it, if you've got it in the freezer and you've got something frozen mm -hmm. and then you put it in the oven, bad idea. Microwave, bad idea. Um, so you'll want to watch out for those, those extremes, but other than that, completely durable. Um, as time went by, so you ended up with the primary colors in you know, 40s and 50s. And then, um, uh, like 60s and 70s, Pyrex got funky with the rest of the nation. And that's, that's what I remember. My mom had the bowl set, mm -hmm. but she had it in the avocado, mm. wheat, goldenrod, and maybe burnt sienna yes. set. Mm -hmm. She still has them. Like, how many <laughs> ways can we bastardize orange? Yeah. 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 Yeah, they're not, um, they've not grown on me yet as charming. Mm -hmm. I have fond memories of picking cookies in them. Does she still use them? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she still has the and set your, of four. your mom is a, by trade, a... She is a home economist. There yeah. you go. She's retired now, of course. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. She, she loves those. Lady knows what she's doing. She does. Went to college for it. Right on. <laughs> the, so they got funky. Oh, yeah. Um, the patterns that they came up with... After a while, they, they actually started putting things on there. And some of the patterns are kind of simple. Like, they'll just be like a, a little snowflake design in blue or things like that. But then you also have your full-on gold leaf bicentennial uh, <laughs> spinning wheels and yeah. eagles. And so um, um, tame to wild, there's Pyrex for you. Um, there's one set of Pyrex that I've seen that I'm really, I would love to, to see, and I've, I don't think I've ever seen it other than in pictures. It's the Zodiac. It's the different signs of the Zodiac. Um, some, some of the Pyrex, though, um, I use Pyrex in the microwave all the time, and it does great. But... You know, some of the Pyrex, like the Zodiac stuff, actually has gold leaf on it. Oh. So, I mean, there are some... Unless you want to see sparks. Right. <laughs> Probably shouldn't use that in the microwave. Right. Definitely with a paper towel thrown over it, so, yeah. you know... Unless you're really going from insurance money. You know, that's your, <laughs> that's your goal. Um, hey, is Pyrex still made today? Yeah, you know, they, there are... There's Pyrex out there. It's not that great kind of milky glass stuff. Mm -hmm. You can only ever find that used or at thrifts, garage sales, whatever. Um, the Pyrex that you see now is glass. One thing that was kind of disappointing at the, the Pyrex website, they're talking about this great, like, really interesting historical beginning, and then it leads into a paragraph about how they're launching their new, like, Pyrex 
um, Lunchables line or whatever it is <laughs> that's like it, it it's in a, a zipper container that keeps things hot you know it, I don't know yeah. kind of cheapened it yeah you know I can appreciate that you have this new product that, that you want to sell but you know yeah so yeah the Pyrex you find now is glass just clear glass their measuring cups great I thrifted one of those. Yeah, I have the one. two cup and the one cup. Yeah, those are those are nearly indestructible. Mm-hmm. I've had mine for years. Right, years and years and years. And what I really like about this is the paint doesn't rub off. Yeah, yeah. The um, I think my favorite modern Pyrex era. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, between about like 1960 to 1970, in the 60s, there was just all kinds of really interesting stuff coming out, and they uh, there's just such a huge selection, and it's such a challenge to find pieces that go together because you know sometimes it's a clear glass lid that fits on top. But sometimes it'll be the same stuff that the bowl's made out of, this solid milk glass, and it's either painted a solid color, there's a design on it, um, and just to find a, a whole piece that's in really mm-hmm. good shape, is that's a trophy when you find it. Yeah, you found a really cool yeah. piece that I actually was, was not as old as I thought it was when mm-hmm. some research was done mm-hmm. but I mean that was that's probably the coolest Pyrex I've ever seen yeah do you want yeah, to describe that? I, I, can, I can try <laughs> if you go to pyrexlove.com and look under Moon Deco or if you go to eBay and just search Moon Deco it's a black and red pattern that's kind of suggestive. On white, right? On white, It's yeah. white, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of suggestive of the sun, but <laughs> funkier, and yeah. it's really mod. Yeah. Like, mod is definitely the, the word I would use. And you would have to be... It's like potluck key party, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was really hard for me to imagine somebody picking that up at the store and saying, this is going to look great on our Sunday, you know, uh-huh. afternoon dinner turkey table. Mm-hmm. It just, it, I, I couldn't imagine it. Yeah, the my, colors seemed weird for the time. And, right, my green bean casserole is yeah. really going to pop in this. Yeah, yeah. really strange. <laughs> An- another thing about Pyrex. What year was that? Do you remember? Oh, yeah, it was 71. Okay, yeah. See, and I when I saw that, I thought that was much older. 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because it's red, black, and white. Yeah. That didn't seem like 71 to me. But, right. Yeah. In the design, when I saw it, it seemed 71, but the like a, if anything, like a little bit ahead of its time. Like mm-hmm. that was something that you would see um, more late 70s, like that, that level of design. Uh, one thing that that didn't have when I bought it was the tray. A lot mm. of Pyrex stuff, when um, when people bought it initially, they actually came with these trays that you could serve them in. Uh, sometimes they were plastic. Sometimes they were wire with handles. Sometimes a combination of both. And every once in a great while, you'll be at a thrift, and you'll run across a piece that's actually still... Got all the, the components, the the Pyrex piece, the glass lid, and the uh, metal tray. 
And sometimes you find stray metal trays on their own. Yeah. Before I knew what they were for, I was always a little baffled. Right. If you know the size of things you have at home, I mean, you wouldn't necessarily be sort of completing the perfect set, uh-huh. but they can be handy. I mean, they, they keep stuff off your table if it's hot, if yeah. you baked in it. You know, I mean, that can be a nice... Just yeah. a nice piece for your kitchen if you if you use that. Right. If you're it taking takes the place of a trivet. Oh yeah, absolutely. And if you're taking something somewhere. Uh-huh. Oh, it was a, a dish a, to pass. Exactly. It was a great idea. Great, great idea at the time to have that. The plastic ones, I'm not so wild about. No, no. Yeah. No, me either. And that's actually the Moon Deco when we were talking about it, it was just this kind of plastic tray, which I guess would kinda of work as a trivet, but I would think yeah. the plastic would melt. I know, it was weird. Yeah, I just don't get it. I like the metal though. Yeah, I do too. And Pyrex has been really good about having pretty standard sizes, mm-hmm. like we were talking about with the lids earlier, and the same thing is true with the trays. Like, if you can find a tray, chances are at some point you're just going to stumble across a piece of Pyrex where that fits. Uh, Pyrex is also known for uh, carafes. They've done a lot of um, coffee carafes, mm-hmm. and so you can find those at the thrifts. They have stands with um, usually a place for a tea light. Although I did find and bought a uh, a great um, electric. It's an electric hot plate with sort of a compass pattern on it, and then the carafe is clear and in gold. Has that? It's like a callback of that same kind of compass pattern. Um, and I love it, and it's beautiful. And I came to this conclusion that, I mean, Pyrex is consummately useful. You can use it for everything, for storage. And I just, I love it. Love it, love it for that. However. The carafes. <laughs> all I can think, okay, you make a pot of coffee. Mm-hmm. And then you pour the coffee in the carafe. Mm-hmm. You light the tea light. You light the tea light. <laughs> and it, I just don't, like the coffee would, it's the same problem you would have if you left a pot of coffee on the burner in your kitchen, um, which is that the coffee kind of evaporates, the water evaporates off the coffee and you end up with something you could pay the street with. Have you tried it? I've never tried it. You should try it. Yeah. But the the other weird part, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I've got this heating pad and craft to put the coffee in, which coincidentally is exactly what my coffee maker is. <laughs> <laughs> Again, a different time. Yeah. Well, that's also kind of a dinner party thing. I mean, yeah. you would not do that on a right. Sunday morning when you make coffee for yourself. I mean, that right. you have people over and it looks nicer than... Right. And ideally, you know, you run to the kitchen, you make another pot of coffee, then you replenish mm-hmm. what's out, and yeah. then everybody can grab it. Yeah, so I guess it makes sense. And then your neighbors throw their keys in the bowl, mm-hmm. and all hell breaks loose. There you go. 1972, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> One thing to be aware of when you're out there, though, there are a lot of uh, Pyrex imposters. And normally, imposters is a bad thing, but there's a lot of really great stuff out there that works just as well, made by different companies. The problems that you run into is that the sizes aren't as standard. Um, they they feel different. They tend to feel to me to be kind of grainier, especially mm-hmm. on the under. Side. Like this is a little thinner too. Like, like yeah. maybe it's just not as thickly, heavily like, made. Yeah, it feels cheaper. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking glass bake is probably That's the it. one that I'm most familiar with. Yeah, 
you find a lot, of, at least I do, I find a lot of glass bake, a lot mm-hmm. of the sort of oblong, divided mm-hmm. in the middle, mm-hmm. white with a green floral design on the oh, side. Yeah. That, that if you're looking for this kind of thing and you can't mm-hmm. find the Pyrex and you're interested, it's probably your gateway. Yeah. That's your gateway piece. And you'll find those pretty much anywhere you go. Yeah, they're in at least two sizes. Yeah. I don't know if there's any more. There's sort of a... Oh, there's tons. Medium and a... That, that divided one I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that actual divided one. Yeah. No, I know there are different... Oh, yeah, tons of... Yeah. There's square ones and rectangle ones. Yeah. And, yeah, in that same... Again, pattern. like yeah. Pyrex. I mean, I think they were probably yeah. copying off something that was successful. Yeah. And what's interesting about the, the knockoffs, I don't know that those come with trays or ever came with trays or anything like that. Yeah, I don't know either. But with Pyrex, you can look on any piece of Pyrex, and if you look closely enough, it virtually always says Pyrex somewhere on it. Um, usually on, you know, bowls and stuff like that. Even in entire mixing bowl sets, each individual piece will have Pyrex on it. Yeah, and it's it's a raised... It's not like a, a stamp, an ink stamp or something. Yeah. It's a raised Block spelling of Pyrex. On, on those kinds of things. Even if you look closely enough, the glass lids mm-hmm. along the short edges yeah. say Pyrex. The trays say Pyrex. Hmm. I've never looked at the trays. Oh, yeah. It, like stamped into the plastic mm-hmm. and that raised kind of stamp. Which will help you matching sizes. You know, yeah. if you see a 50 cent lid and you're not sure, really dig around, see if it says Pyrex. Right. Usually, if it's round, it's usually around the rim. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, you know, and there there are other things that probably look like Pyrex glass bake is, is I think the one that I that's, see. Yeah, that's the one I'm most familiar with. Yeah, that's the one that's most common, but but real Pyrex stuff is is really easy to spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you do with Pyrex when you get it home? Because it's usually, you got it at the thrift. Even if it's, uh, the colors are still pretty vivid, might be a little scratched up, but the color's pretty vivid. There's usually some schmutz. Yeah, often some baked on uh-huh. in the crevices and cracks because people did things like baked a meatloaf mm-hmm. um, over and over and over or baked mm-hmm. other sort of things that splattered and um, and, and got mushy. Yeah. You know what works best? A toothpick. <laughs> huh. A lot of tedious time with a toothpick. You soak the... I've done this. You uh-huh. soak the Pyrex, you know, put it in warm, soapy water in your sink and let that muck get a little bit soft. And then you go at it with a toothpick. The good thing about a toothpick is it's not going to scratch. Huh. And because it's wood, it gives a little bit. You're mm-hmm. going to have to go through more than one toothpick. If somebody baked like 20 meatloafs in that thing over the years, mm-hmm. it's going to take you a while. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, just kind of plug away at it and, and scrape away. I've I've had good success. Sometimes around the seams, you know, if there's a seam or an edge, you need to do that. Or it's really easy to read the Pyrex on the bottom because it's caked <laughs> with crud. Yeah. yeah. That's a good place to start. If yeah. you want to start your, you know, your technique of cleaning, put that in the water, let it soak for a while, and then just go after it with your toothpick. I'm way too lazy for that. I'll just find the roughest sponge <sighs> I possibly can, especially on the areas that, that there's no yeah, design yeah. or anything like that, and I'll just go with the roughest sponge. And the the Miracle product, who I'm just absolutely unclear on how any of us ever lived without it, the Magic Eraser. 
We could probably spend an entire episode <laughs> talking about the Magic Eraser, but it would be the most boring podcast out there. And kind of sycophantic. <laughs> like, we're desperately trying to get free samples from the... Yeah, if you think we mention Elhoff, just wait till we start drooling about <laughs> the magic of the Magic Eraser. Uh, I know Pyrex Love has talked about the Magic Eraser, and yeah. they've kind of tested it out on some, I'm going to say, lesser pieces in their mm-hmm. collection. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I remember them saying they didn't have any damage. I've used it on lots of things. I've never used it on Pyrex with a design, yeah. so I would be really cautious. Well, the, yeah, I, I would never use it on, on that surface. It's it's mostly the underside where, you know, just that grease gets in there if it's just discolored at all. Even if it just seems like the glass is discolored, you take a magic eraser for that and you're, you're golden. You know, the one thing that worries me about the magic eraser, though, I always wonder if the magic is somehow going to get in there and then get in my food. <laughs> you know, like whenever, whenever I use a magic eraser for something like that. So I'll go after something with a magic eraser and then clean it, clean it, clean it. And I'm so ashamed to say, usually stick it in the dishwasher. Oh, I you should really stop that. I know, I'm so lazy. Because by the time you pull it out and find out that you've damaged it, it's going to be too late. You can't go back. Yeah. It's like, have you ever washed your favorite Hamburglar glass in the oh, dishwasher yeah. or something? Yeah. Or your favorite Star Wars glass or I don't know, right. whatever. Something from Arby's. Yeah. They, they don't do well. I don't have a dishwasher. I actually don't like them. I wash everything by hand. But um, but that's me. And I hate washing by hand. I have a dishwasher. I and, hate dishwashers. Oh, love it. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah. Everything always gets all gooky. There's always, like, weird stuff stuck to it. And, bleh, I don't I don't like dishwashers. I don't trust them. Huh. They're shifty. Yeah, they just... They're the shiftiest of all appliances. I, I don't disagree. Um, but the, you love them anyway. Well, the most surprisingly delightful appliance... Mm-hmm. Is the uh, toaster oven, but don't don't even get me started with toaster oven. The uh, you're right, aren't they? Oh my god! Yeah, yes. you you Ooh. wouldn't think they would be such a great friend, but they're fantastic. And Pyrex goes in there nicely. I've never tried. Mine's really small. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, it's actually uh, Pyrex is a decent size for if you've got kind of a normal size toaster. Yeah, oven. I don't have a tiny toaster oven. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, as, as far as clean goes, like. Good long soak, toothpick, magic eraser in places, and you're good to go. Like, they are good as new. So, you know, with the thing that's really sad about Pyrex, again, it used to be so common. You used to be able to pick up so much. And it's still, it's not rare to find it, but the pieces that you find are things that are a little more recent, like late 70s. Usually not as interesting, too. I mean, they're just kind of... Yeah. The... It's, they're ugly. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> they're just kind of ugly, right? It's, in my opinion, right? It's it's rare to find the super interesting piece, but like I said, even the ugliest piece of Pyrex still, I'm just I'm blown away at just how useful it is in the kitchen. It's just I think they were way ahead of their time, mm-hmm. cutting railroad lamps in half and baking cakes in them, <laughs> making me pound cake. Right. No. Um. So let's end this episode and go get some pound cake. Yeah, that sounds really good so you can uh, find, us, find on us on Facebook Facebook absolutely um, you can also email us if you'd like and I'm going to have Eric give the email address <laughs> at thriftycast at hotmail.com we love your emails we like to hear from you what you're finding maybe what you're not finding mm-hmm. what you're looking for that you're dying to find oh and let us live vicariously through your Pyrex yeah <laughs> any refrigerator sets bowl sets ah just 
love that stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Thanks. Have a good day or night or whatever. Right now. <laughs>